Welcome back into our leadership podcast. It is brought to us by our friends at the Neely School of Business and their executive program division. You can find them online at neely.tcu.edu forward slash EMBA. Each podcast series here has had a chance to take a look at leadership from different perspectives, success stories, failures, what works, what doesn't, uh, maybe even generational uh, stories of how you handle college students of today versus college students of yesterday, even adults uh, in the business world when Eddie Clark visited with us. Joining us today is the uh, ultra-successful head coach uh, of TCU basketball, Jamie Dixon, who does nothing but go to postseason. How you doing, man? Doing good. Yeah. Doing good. Thanks for carving out some time for this. All right. You, uh, you were high on the list for me to visit with because you have you have been mentored by some of the good greats in the game. You have had a chance to mentor some of the great players in the game, and you've done it in different settings. You've done it as an assistant. You've done it, obviously, at a, as a head coach. You've done it in different regions of the country. Mm-hmm. That has had to have molded you in some way as a leader. Do, I mean, do, do you feel like, hey, I've kind of had a well-rounded background? Well, every experience, you know, is is something new, and at, at times have changed. It's that's for sure as well. But uh, I, I do feel fortunate of uh, being at different places. I was telling somebody the other day about just being at the University of Hawaii, which you know sounds like maybe it was just a vacation or couple of years uh, on the beach but uh, you know it just it added uh, that's where I started getting into recruiting some international players and we dealt with junior college players uh, because of obviously just the no local players and uh, maybe wanted older kids that that would maybe maybe more ready to uh, take a trip and and be 3,000 miles away at a minimum so a lot of things uh, a lot of those experiences you see different situations and then you have to adapt and uh, I think I've been lucky in that regard because uh, I haven't been at just one place, and I haven't went, been at with under one uh, just one head coach, or been around different people. And I've also had a lot of administrators too. I had ten different athletic directors when I was at Pittsburgh. <laughs> so, uh, so I've had a, I've I've worked with a number of different people. You know, obviously with players, they're uh, always changing and always. Uh, 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 you know, when in college they're moving, uh, graduating, and moving on, and and new group is coming in each year. So uh, it's it's a it's a constant uh, evolving and 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 changing. And then with the NCA, uh, I think the biggest thing is just the rules and the changes and within there and within uh, their faction. And and of course uh, you have to adapt to those as well. Jamie Dixon's with us here on our leadership podcast. You uh, you mentioned all the different personalities, the different athletic directors, the different places. It, one of the things that I've found in talking with coaches and listening to other podcasts with Bill Belichick or Mike Shashevsky or folks who have been successful, mm-hmm. there is a there's a there's a theme among them that I think is a misconception when it comes to leaders, and that is this: Le- good leaders don't treat everyone the same. Mm-hmm. You treat everyone fairly, but you have to treat different people differently, don't you? Well, I think so. I mean, every every kid responds in a different way and uh, handles things differently. And you got seniors, and then you got freshmen that uh, uh, 
uh, seniors who have been through the wars and have seen things, and you expect more out of them, and then freshmen who haven't seen it, and really it's a first uh, first time away from home or first time playing at that level. So yeah, I, I think there's you have to adapt to, to every kid and, and, and where they're at, and, and with anybody you work with. I mean, there's, yeah, you just, but you do want to, you want to be fair, and you want to uh, respect uh, everybody involved, and and uh, show them that you care. I think most importantly, show them that you care. And um, you know, it's it's a competitive world that we're in, and so there's only so much you know, whether it be in the pros, so much money to go around mm-hmm. to the players or uh, playing time that we deal with. And uh, so there's there's always you know always somebody there's always going to be the want wanting more, and that's a, that's the challenge. Let's um. Uh, by the way, our theme for this leadership podcast is taking good teams and making them great. And, Coach, I wanted to talk to you about that because of the two situations that you've been in as a head coach. Well, let's go back to your first year at Pitt when you became the head coach. Give us a history lesson on what did you inherit as far as the team was concerned. What what did you inherit as the head coach? Well, that was uh, – we lost uh, – we had had a real good year, and uh, we'd had uh, – uh, but we lost our three best players probably. So there was kind of a, a – a, a, you know, an idea that we would take a step backwards uh, with with that team, um, and then there was also the situation of uh, uh, me me getting the job and how it how it occurred. I mean, they, they they took some time, they looked around, and and I may I probably wasn't the first choice, as I like to say, but uh, you know, but for the players, I was the first choice. To me, that was the most important thing, and and so I operated under that. Uh, condition so uh, but there was a lot of uh, um, uh, questions about what we had coming back and uh, but I felt good about it and so that was a, a positive for me I thought I had a little secret that uh, no one else knew and uh, we had we had a good group coming in and a good group uh, preparing to be the next take that next step so uh, that was the challenge I think going forward and and to really not change the goals not lower the expectations even though in the polls and predictions we they had been you, though, had taken a team that had had some success, and Pitt over the years that had periodic success Period, yeah. in, in basketball, but you made it a consistent national contender. You took a good, solid program and made it a great program. How? I think just uh, continuing to raise the bar and continuing to, uh, even though you lost players, we were an interesting pr- team because we were always kind of losing two, three guys a year. And, you know, you go into that off season, there's always uh, the, the, you look at it and you say, oh, no, they're going to rebuild. They're going to have to take a step backwards. And our belief was that we always had guys ready to go and, uh, and incoming guys that would impact us too at the same time. So uh, I think that was our, our, our attitude and not to lower the bar. I talked to Coach uh, Self in Kansas one time about it they had lost a bunch of players I can't remember the exact year but uh, um, I had had, uh, talked to them about it we were losing a lot of guys and the year before they had gone through the similar situation but they uh, surprised and and did well and and kept their standard up and you know just just continuing to emphasize the the expectations remain the same even though uh, outside maybe we've been picked lower and on paper it didn't look like we would have the same kind of uh, uh, season, but that again, just preaching that over and over again, and not allowing them to believe that there was an out, there was a, 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 a an a opportunity to take a step backwards to ease off, and so that was pretty clear in what we made and and continued to emphasize the uh, the, the bar remains the same was one of the sayings that we had. That's interesting because uh, Daniel Whalen wrote a, a piece, a column, that he, and he listed about twelve or thirteen things that the powerful great leaders make. Uh, the decisions that they make. And he said the first thing that great leaders do to make good teams great 
is that they set the table. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you kind of set the standard. You have, and is that what you're talking about as far as setting the bar? Right? Yeah, no, you got you have to. And, and and I always say you have to believe. If you if you don't believe in your players, and the, they're, how are you going to expect them to believe? And so that's that's something you, you really try to uh, get across to the, to the guys and and then you got to work through the the, the setbacks the the, the, the losses uh, uh, you know bad performances whatever it may be and then you got to get through those two at the same time so you know we have constant challenges coming right out of us you know three two or three days apart so uh, you know that, that's the, that's a, but we also have the offseason challenges that we we push each other and get through some things and the adversity may come with injuries or or uh, uh, different things that occur with the, within a, a group that uh, all striving for the same thing, but yet they still want something individually at, at the same time. Jamie Dixon's with us right now. It's our leadership podcast. It's brought to us by the Neely School, the elect- executive programs. Uh, you can find them online at neely.tcu.edu forward slash EMBA. You know, one of the things that Waylon also wrote about was that, and, and he's talking about great leaders in business. He says that great leaders never stop coaching. It's interesting how that applies to coaching as mm-hmm. well. You never stop coaching, mm-hmm. do you? Well, I don't uh, I don't think so. I don't like to think of it as coaching back in, at the house, but uh, there's probably a little <laughs> bit of that. My my uh, my kids would probably attest to that, but uh, I mean yeah, with with yeah, I mean it's every day. I mean, I I think you you just have to with our with our players and um, and coaching, I think, is you're referring to is not just on the court, but right. off the court, and and uh, you know with your staff too as well. And um, but then you're also taking input from them as well at the same time. And you know that's something you got to always remember too. I think especially with your players, you know, uh, getting getting their feedback, getting their because uh, they you got you want to value them and they want to feel valued at the same time. So uh, input is important. Did you um, were there any? I'm not going to call them great mistakes. But were there any mistakes that you had along the way that you can look back now and say, you know what, that made me better? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm sure there's a lot of them I can think of. Uh, the one, uh, the one that comes to mind. Uh, um, I was talking about this the other day with the uh, guys because when Scott had had uh, um, Scott Cross got the job at uh, yes. Troy and he got a head job and you know I was uh, excited for him and excited for his family and excited for us excited for TCU because again it's a reflection of our mm-hmm. the university it's a reflection of uh, our program and when when schools come to hire uh, one of your guys one of your assistants they're they're actually uh, really hiring from that school they're hiring yeah. that's 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 the that's going to be the headline and. TCU assistant is gets the job, so it's it's, it's reflective of, of the uh, university as a whole. Um, but uh, you know, going through that and and um, the first time I had a situation because I think I've had about eight guys now get head, co- head coaching jobs, um, uh, and uh, the first time it happened, I was kind of in a you know what are we going to do? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, how, how do we handle this? Uh, you know, not you know it's going to be a, a big loss, but I I then looked at it as an opportunity to. To say, hey, this is this is a good thing for us, and if we're going to be good, we're going to be successful. People are going to come after our our uh, coaches, and to turn it into a positive because uh, once uh, now, when I go look for other assistants, I can say, hey, we've had a number of guys get head coaching jobs, and uh, you know these, they've gotten opportunities. They, they've got to uh, you know get their dream of uh, becoming a, a head coach, and so now we use it as a, a positive when we're attracting other other assistants, and so you know you may have a little bit more. Of a cycle of uh, guys coming coming through, but you'll continue to bring good good people in, and good things happen. When you bring those good people in, 
a couple of things have to happen. One is they have to mold to the culture that you've set. And they've got to get, they, get, they have to give you full buy-in. Mm-hmm. Uh, how long does that take with new assistant coaches? Oh, I, I think, uh, you know, they, they get, get they, there's some adjustments for them as far as on the floor. I think that's probably some. Um, but, uh, you know, I, work ethic is the first thing that I look for. And, and, um, and uh, uh, I think that's, uh, that one, that, that's, that's, uh, translates pretty good. I mean, or transfers over pretty good. That's pretty quick. If a guy's getting in there and getting to work um, and, and loves doing what he's doing, then that, that spreads. And, you know, you got to love what you're doing because the time we put in is endless. And, uh, you know, as we talk about, this is our off season. I mean, it's the, the hours are, uh, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're awake till, till you go to sleep, really. I mean, that's, that's what it is. I mean, it's constantly a, uh, communicating and talking uh, to your your players as well as uh, incoming players and and players that are leaving as well at the same time um, to pursue a, a professional career. So it's uh, it's I think the work ethic is is if that's if that's uh, constant and it has to be then uh, it's an easy transition. And Jamie Dixon is with us right now. So when that happens, when that work ethic is there, uh, you have set the table. You are trying to check off things to take a good program and make it great. You've had a coach leave. You've hired another one. So you figure, okay, we'll we'll try to get better in that category. Mm -hmm. How do you get players to push themselves to places they're not used to going? How do you do that? Well, I you know, hope you have uh, uh, that's a, a group of uh, uh, sometimes the older players can be a big part of that. And you hope that's the case. I mean, that's uh, the best teachers, the best coaches we always often say are your uh, are your seniors or your leaders. And, and sometimes it can be somebody younger. But, uh, you know, the best example is a, is a guy that's done it, had success and and is, is still there with you. And that can really help things. Um, but, uh, you know, generally they're they're. Uh, uh, the kids are, are self-motivated. They want to be. Uh, they want to be successful. Sometimes you got to show them and, and uh, uh, encourage them when there is a setback, when there is uh, you know some uh, some some challenges. But uh, generally, you're, you got to recruit the right kids. You got to yeah. recruit self-motivated kids. So we have that opportunity. I mean, that's the thing that's unique to us is that we you know we're, we're recruiting these kids. We 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 get we're trying to get the best of the best mm-hmm. and. Uh, but self-motivated and hungry, and and uh, you know, and just uh, making them understand that we all have the same goals. We all want to win, but we also want the best for them in, in their careers. And that's obviously become the, uh, the a bigger point of, of today because you know the, the college experience, um, while is great, uh, the, the the emphasis at our level is 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 oftentimes getting to the next level, mm-hmm. and that's. That's obviously been a, a big change over the years, and and uh, with the money that's gone into the NBA, everybody around them, and uh, uh, they're looking at that. They're looking at that end game, and so uh, that's that's the new. Uh, and when I say new, it's been there for a while, but it just continues to grow as as the uh, opportunities grow. So as you're working to get them to buy in, then do you allow them any input? Oh yeah. The, the, before you make changes that may impact them or the team, do you do you allow for input from others? Oh yeah, I mean uh, for for assistance, of course, but yeah. the players too. I mean, you know, you you've got to you got and I, you got to constantly be 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 aware of that, and and I think that's something I got to continue to uh, grow in and just getting their impact uh, uh, input, I should say, and and letting them have an impact on the on on and what you're doing. They they they've got to have a. Um, you know they've got that. That comes with the buy-in. You know, I mean, I think that's kind of, that's uh, that's part of it, and and they got to feel that they're uh, 
their value is is worth not just what what they do on the floor, but uh, uh, off the off the court as well, and and getting their input. But you know, in the middle of a game, I'll ask them what do you, what do you guys think? You know, what what play? Uh, you know, what zone? You know, zone or man or you know. Sometimes you you do that. You want to keep them engaged, and sometimes once they uh, uh, make that call, if they want to go to man, then they got They're invested in sure. it, and that helps too at times. So. Uh, we, we've tried that and you know we'll ask them practice you know how they feel and uh, legs and mm-hmm. uh, what do you what do you think because if, if they don't if they're invested in it then then uh, you're going to get a better a better product I want to skip back real quick to uh, the, the staff adjustments when, when, a, when a coach leaves you have to hire a new assistant coach uh, w- one of the things that it seems like really good leaders do is that they they almost have a list do you have a, a list in your head? I'm not going to ask you to give up any names, yeah. but do you have a list in your head of guys who you go, you know what, I, that guy would be good? Oh yeah, oh yeah. No, there's uh, um, that's yeah, that's constantly ongoing. I have a list on my desk too <laughs> at the same time. But I know that's that's what everybody says. But you know, uh, but do you know the guys? Do you have a feel for the guys? And uh, um, and then the timing always changes, you know, yeah. where they're at, uh, you know, uh, what's going on, what you're looking for. So, um, yeah, there's, there's, uh, you're, you're constantly looking at those things and, and, and being aware. And certainly in our situation where we've had movement, uh, there's no question. But uh, you got to sift through to, uh, you know, guys that are, uh, um, you know, calling you or that, uh, um, you know, are great, but just maybe not the right fit, you know, mm-hmm. and just what you're looking for. So, uh, yeah, there's, there's, uh, you, you got you to be ready, but also there's guys that may come to you a little bit uh, later as you go through the process as well. So um, that's, that's, the, that's the thing that's uh, uh, interesting about it. I, and and you, you don't want to uh, panic and, or, or you, you've, got to, you've got time to f- get the right guy. Yeah, time. I, I wonder, though, um, when it comes to coaching, time and patience, uh, those seem to be fleeting sometimes. Uh, you know, it, it doesn't seem as if, Coach, like, how patient are you as a coach to allow something to work its way out? Yeah. Oh, uh, you know, I think uh, that's a that's a trait that coaches have. Patience is a, is a big yeah. thing, and uh, you know, you want sometimes, and players the same thing. You talk about them with patience. I mean, uh, you know, for freshmen, they want to come in and be the, be the leading scorer and the, and uh, uh, play all the minutes, you know, right away. And you know, you, preaching patience is is a is a challenge. And and for us too, you you know, you want to put something in, you want it to work the first day. Right. And, uh, so that's you can't let frustration set in. I think that's the biggest thing as as uh, for us in in our situation if we're in that need. But also uh, for the players, you're fighting that. It's like, hey, this is normal. You know, it's going to take some time. Uh, it's not going to all click. You were playing against you know. 15, 16, 17-year-olds last year. Now you're playing against, you know, 22, 23, 24-year-olds. And that's that's something that you got to kind of under uh, get across. And so uh, patience, um, while also uh, preaching it, uh, you also have to live it and understand it as well at the same time. I think that's a, that's a, that's a, a challenge always because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's we, we're also in the, in the business of instant uh, gratification <laughs> yeah. too. So throw that in there. Yeah, this society today especially. Jamie Dixon's with us. It is our leadership podcast. Uh, it's brought to us by our friends at the Neely School of Business, neely.tcu.edu forward slash EMBA, their executive programs there. How much does delegation play into taking a good team and making it great? Essentially, allowing for responsibility mm-hmm. for others. Does yeah. it play in? Well, I think so. Yeah, no, I think so. And it's something I've done a little bit more of, I think, as a uh, uh, 
as I've gotten older or, or gotten here at, at TCU. And um, I think it's just uh, as more things have come on, it, uh, you know, there's, there's readjusting, there's, there's uh, evaluating what you have to do and what we used to have to do. And so uh, delegating's big and, and uh, it's, a, it's a big part of it. And um, the, the uh, you know, you got to have confidence. You have to have great staff. You have confidence in your staff, but you also got to instill confidence in them. And by delegating, you do do that. And that's something that, uh, you know, I've got to continue to do all the time and uh, build those guys up with responsibilities, but also words and, and actions at the same time. So, um, you know, it's, it's something we can always uh, forget. And everybody has a value. Everybody has a purpose and everybody on our staff. And we have graduate assistants and we have guys that are uh, full-time assistants who've been doing this for a long time that, that you know, make a, a good living uh, doing it. And, and we got to continue to uh, uh, get input from them. We've got to make them feel good about themselves, but we also got to feel make them feel that their career is going in the right mm-hmm. direction. I think that's important too. So uh, we've got to uh, we've got to make them understand that we have the best interests for them as well. Uh, not only ours as a team, as a unit, but their career as well. Because generally, most assistants don't want to be assistants, and most GAs don't want to be GAs for the rest of their lives. They're so, always looking to move yeah, up. They're yeah, they're always looking to move up. So again, that's similar to the players, yeah. but similar, uh, but also with the with the with the coaches as well. There's a word I'm hearing here that we're kind of talking around, and that's empowering others. Mm-hmm. You have to empower them in a way. Yeah, right? yeah. That's uh, I guess uh, yeah. That's. Uh, uh, that's a good way of putting it, and 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 you just want to you know make them feel uh, invested in it and feel good about it, and you're going to get the the best out of it. But you, their career is, you know, they they, they uh, uh, you know you're you're worrying about the team, but you got to really realize that they're at the back of their minds. There's also they they have an end game. They have somewhere they want to get to. They have a goal, and you talk to them about those goals too. I mean, I've ta- I talked to those assistant coaches about becoming a head coach. I talked to all those GAs about where we can get you next year after you finish up your masters and mm-hmm. and do that so you have that conversation prior to that time when it, when it comes i think that's important like our, our gas we've talked to them about graduate assistants i keep mm-hmm. seeing guys so that's really kind of a two-year program right. but and I, they may not seem like you know they're they're, they're uh uh, a big part of your program, but 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 they are because they create they create a uh, they connected to the players. Mm-hmm. They have that same age and uh, they're close in age, and so uh, you know that attitude is you. They want to you want them to feel like you, you have a, a plan for them or you're looking out for them. And ultimately, they're going to have to get get the job. But we want to point them in the right direction. Know that we're looking out for them. Yeah, it, it takes everyone. Uh, if you're taking a good team and making it great, GAs, assistants, players, mm-hmm. managers coaches, whatever. Mother Teresa, in this column that Daniel Whalen wrote, he, he quotes a, 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 from her. At one point, she said, you can do what I cannot do. I can do what you cannot do. Mm-hmm. But together, we can do great things. Mm-hmm. Isn't that the ultimate team? Yeah, sure is. I mean, everybody's got a role. And, you know, we talk about that on the court. And, uh, you know, obviously, the we got some guys that are going to be distributing the ball. We've got some guys going to be shooting the ball. We've got some guys going to be rebounding the ball, and yeah. and we all aren't going to be as good at, at, at all those things. So it's not a you know it's not an equal opportunity. You've got to uh, you know make decisions and be comfortable with those decisions as to who's who's doing what, um, but also allowing guys to get some uh, 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 those opportunities. So as they build, as they grow, and um, again, it's it's investing in them and 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 making them feel like uh, there's, uh, you know, there, there's, there's light at the end of the tunnel. You know, I think sometimes they get in a panic. They get, uh, 
uh, worried that this is you know the end. This is this is uh, where it's going to be. It's never going to change. But we got to get them to believe that um, their role uh, will not always be the same, whether it be on the floor and and, and a, as a coach. Mm-hmm. You know that uh, we're looking to get you. Um, we're, we're looking towards your future. I always got to let give them uh, the hope uh, in their future. I think there's a word that we don't use as men enough. There's a word that we don't use in athletics enough. Coaches probably don't say it enough. But I think they're, you kind of have to love your people, don't you? Well, you yeah, love your job, yeah. but you have to love your people. Yeah, yeah. And, and with us as players, and, uh, um, you know, it's, it's different because they're, they're not adults. And, and, uh, uh, but, you know, there's discipline mm-hmm. you've got to instill, but you got, they got to know that you care about them. And, yeah. and you use the word love, and, yeah. and, 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 and that's true. We, we say that, and we, we'll say it. I'll say it. I've said it more to our players now than I used to say mm-hmm. it. Um, but again, it's a, it's a, it's a, you can say all you want, but you got to show it too. your actions are good. Cause obviously we're around them so much. So you can sit there and say it in a meeting or something, but you got to show it, uh, uh, with, with how you handle things and, and what you do. And, you know, and then you got at the same time, there's gotta be some discipline thrown in there. So they got to take it the right way. You know, they're, they're, we're, we're constantly telling them things that they have to do and, you know, that becomes, uh, you know, be how they take it is important. You know, we, we've got to make sure that they understand the discipline part of it is a, and a phrase we use a lot this year is that discipline is a good word. I mean, it's not a bad word. And, and sometimes uh, they'll look at that as a, as a bad thing. And, and uh, we, we want that to be a, a good thing and something that they uh, crave and, and strive for and, and, and discipline and show it's a, it's a form of love. It's a for, form of caring and a form of developing, helping them get to their, to their goals. You can't get to where you want to get to without some discipline. All right, let's let's wrap this conversation up this way. We've been talking about taking good teams and making them great with Jamie Dixon as part of our leadership podcast here. How do you know when that's happened? And I don't mean you win 30 games, yeah. but how do you know you've taken a good team and you have maximized them to greatness? Well, I don't I don't know if you ever get to that point where you know because you got the next game coming. So I I don't know if there's ever that point where you uh, it's oh we've got it we're done. I mean it's it's constantly striving and constantly trying. So when we get to here, we got to take it to the next step. So mm-hmm. I I'd say that's the that's the that's the challenge and and not getting self uh, getting satisfied and not getting complacent. So you can feel it coming. You can see that maybe it's it, you're, you're heading in that direction. But I don't know that you ever say this is, you know, we've hit there. We've yeah. hit that spot. And, and uh, when you get there, and that's just the nature of coaches. I mean, you could be playing uh, as, as good as anybody in the country, but you still want to get more out of them. And, and if you're not, you know, the saying, if you're, if you're not getting better, you're getting worse. There's only, there's only uh, two ways to go. You're never staying the same. And so, because somebody else is getting better out there. So I don't know that we ever want to get to that point where we feel like we've got it. And uh, there's nowhere else to go. We're always striving. And I, and I talked to a couple of guys about this. You know, we're striving to be perfect. Now, we're not going to be. And uh, I, I, we're breaking it down defensively. And we made huge strides this year defensively. Uh, but um, uh, what we were doing is, uh, you know, I, we're not going to be – we're striving to be perfect, but we're not going to be perfect. So if there's ten plays and we do everything right on six or seven of them, we're trying to get to ten. And, uh, and and we may just get to eight, but that that'll put you in the in the best in the, in the country. Is you know we got to, we're trying to hold people under forty percent, get some turnovers as well. So uh, from the field, so 
all those numbers um, uh, we're striving to get there for perfection, but uh, certainly it, it's, the other guys are trying hard too. Now let's not forget that. You, you can hear it in his voice, folks. We talked about it early on. Always coaching. You never give up and never let up. Uh, Coach, this has been a fun conversation. We could have gone for another half an hour. Uh, I enjoyed it uh, the, because I, I think there is something to be gained from this for all of us. Uh, that as we, you know, this can be applied with your kids at home. It can be applied with your business. It can be applied like we've done here in athletics. It kind of fits. Yeah, no, to make people better. Yeah, trying to trying to, and uh, yeah, that's that's what uh, uh, that's what I think you want to do in, in anything. If you have that uh, passion and 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 getting better at what you do, then uh, that that's that's what keeps everybody going. I think, and that's what what uh, why I love coaching and why I love uh, building teams. Why I love building that next team and. Um, you know, and just uh, bringing in guys and, and trying to mold them and, and make them into the best unit they can be. Jamie Dixon, the head men's basketball right. coach here at TCU. Thanks, Brian. Thank you. All right, our Brian. leadership podcast brought to us by our friends at the Neely School of Business, the executive programs there, online, neely.tcu.edu forward slash EMBA. Our leadership podcast also in conjunction with Learfield IMG College and TCU Athletics. I'm Brian Estridge. Until next time, here on our leadership podcast.